Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Kisisa, Tavshin Ayintes, as Baruch Hashem, we're back on the uh, schedule, and here we are Wednesday night in Beit Shemesh, and uh, let's get right into uh, Parshas Kisisa, as we have the first two very large alios, uh, before we get into the Chet Egel, uh, which obviously comes after, but there are a lot of mitzvahs discussed, as we know, Machza Shekel, and the Ketores, and the Kior, and the building of the Mishkan, Vishamur B'nei Yisrael as a Shabbos, and then the Chet Egel, you know, in, uh, in the second Aliyah, and then we have all of the uh, reaction and and uh, aftermath of the Chet Egel that we have uh, afterwards. Finally, Moshe Rabbeinu coming down with Karan Arpanov, as we have this parsha situated in between the parshas of the Mishkan, Truma Tetzav on the one hand, Vayakel Bakude uh, in the in the coming weeks. So we start off with a, a very well known thought, but we'll see it this year uh, again through the eyes of the Drash David. The Torah tells us that the Ktores, which was the most sought after and fought after Avoda in the Beis Hamikdash, had eleven spices in it, including the Chelbana, including the Chelbana and Shmos, Perak Lamed, Pasik, Lamed Dala, Lamed Hey. Hashem says to Moshe, "Takachla Samim and the list off. Natav Shchelas Chelbana Samim Levonazaka Bad Bevad." The Brisa tells us exactly what the what the spices are. Eleven spices altogether, and one makes the Torahs in order to um, fulfill the mitzvah of the burning of the Torahs. The Gemara Mishnah is described in Meseches um, in Meseches Tamid exactly how beautiful and amazing the, the, the spices smelled. But Rashi already quotes Chelbana Bosem Sherecho Ra V'Koren Lai Gelbana Umana Kasuv Bein Samamani Aktores, and it's one of the Spices used in the Ketores, the Lom Deinu to teach us. Shelo yekal be'ineinu litzarefi manu ba'agudas ta'aniyosenu usfilasenu. That we shouldn't look down, we shouldn't take lightly the combination in our fast days and in our prayers. Samamani Ketores, I'm sorry, es poshe Yisrael, sheyunim nimimahem. We have to have everybody, when we have a get-together, a spiritual get-together. Right, Rashi says, tefilasenu v'ta'aniyosenu. When we have a spiritual get-together, right, we need to have even the Poshe Yisrael, right? The Gemara in Christos and Davav, uh, says it, uh, emphatically. You have it there in source number one. Called Tainus, Shein, Bami, Poshe Yisrael, Ain't a Tainus. Any Tainus that does not have even those who are negligent, Poshea, is a forceful term. Poshe Yisrael, Ain't a Tainus, Share Chelbana, Reachro, Monakazim, Savani Ektoris. As we know, almost everything in, uh, the world, and especially in the Mishkan, has symbolic uh, elements to it, right? The Ketaris words are just 11 spices, not just, oh, the Chelbana. No, the Chelbana means something. The Sefer Hikarim writes, we mentioned it uh, just today in the, in the, in the third Chalik of the Sefer Hikarim, there are many things, almost everything that we have in this world is symbolic of something in the upper worlds and in the inner worlds. That doesn't mean that it's not literal, right? It can be literal, but then it could also have a spiritual backing, right? The Gemara in Tainus, Yerushalayim Shalmala and Yerushalayim Shalmata. Does that mean there's no beauty or essence to the Yerushalayim Shalmata? No, it's physical. There's a Mitzvah. But obviously there's a lot of symbolism to it, to it. We've been discussing over the past couple of weeks in the Parshios, the Kalim, right? The Menorah, the Shulchan, the, the Mizveh HaKtores. Are they physical Kalim? Yes. Do they have a lot of symbolism to it? Yes. We have limbs in our body, says the Sefer HaIkarim. Every limb is physical. Every limb is part of the goof. But as we know, there's a mitzvah connected every limb and every sinew. So there's so many things, maybe almost everything in life, is physical, has something uh, in reality. And says the Sefer Ikarim, we shouldn't forget that. It's literal. And we shouldn't say everything just has to be a mashal. It's literal, but it also has a lot of symbolic nature. So we can say that also about the Ketores. We have the, and the Chazal say it, we have the 11 spices, but the Chalbana uh, has a foul odor, and yet you put it in with the rest of the, with the rest of the spices. So the Drash David discusses, oh, obviously, what's the message that everybody talks about? The famous message, Pashtus Nero Levire on the right side. Shim Haya Am Yisrael Kibbutz Shalharbi Pratim. I'm sorry, let's just go back a step. Let's just ask the question. Tune in beer. Madua Chashev, why is it so important? Right? Did the Poshe Yisrael really add anything to our tefillah? Right? We're, we're all davening. All the great tzaddikim are in shul. And they're going to go call a few of the machalalei halacha from outside. Oh, we need you to daven. What are they adding? Are they adding some zchuyos? Right? What if they don't keep any mitzvos? Right? So what exactly is the reason that... Right? And we know it. We know of kol nidre, lispalam avaryonim. 
why is it so important? Right? What did they add? So Pashtus, as he explains, Pashtus near Levire, Shimhaya Am Yisrael Kibbutzahabi Pratim Biachidim, if we looked at Am Yisrael as a conglomerate of individuals, a corporation, a lot of different parts to it, then we'd focus on the quality. That's true. Quality over quantity. Because it's all about the individuals. Each individual that's quality adds to the to the goal. Ulam, but that's not what Am Yisrael is. We're not just a group of individuals that come together. We are a unit. We are Guf Echad, Kodesh Baruch Hu tells us. That's the language of the Rishonim. The Rishonim used that Lashon in terms of Yatsa Motzi, Kal Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh, Guf Echad. If one of my body parts is missing, I am blemished. Even if I might not think it's important, but it's it's still missing. I might be able to function without it, but I'm still lacking something. So point number one, again, a point said by many, Klai Yisrael is a unit, and therefore the unit needs the total unit, even if some are are you know better than others, right? It's better sometimes to have a to have to have all the parts of the body that to be, and even if one of them is a little, you know, not working so well, rather than missing that part of the body and be amputated from that part of the body. We need everything. And that's the chelbana is also edited. Number one. But number two, continuing, ulam hadvar we still need an explanation. Why? Because it's mashma from the chazal that it sounds like it's not just you need them to complete the picture because you're all one unit and you're missing one. There seems to be something even more. There are mishalim and there are symbols that not only is it good for the am altogether, but even for the tzaddikim shebo. Even for the people who you'd think, you know, don't need it, somehow they're uplifted through the getting together. How does the Russia, how does the Poshe Yisrael affect positively the tefillah with everyone? How does that work? Like he gives the example, we know the Dalaminim. The Dalaminim, what do we do? We take the Esrog, the Esrog has everything. Esrog, Yeshbo Tam, Yeshbo Reach, Kach Yisrael, Yeshbem Bnei Adam, Yeshbem Torah, Yeshbem Maizim Tovim. Right, everyone uh, symbolizes a different type of Jew. Hadassim, and then finally Aravos. Aravos have no smell, have no taste, but what do we do? We put them all together, and that's the mitzvah. Alulav and Esrog and Hadassim, they can't be a mitzvah. Right, they can't be a mitzvah. They're not ult- They're not in the ultimate state. And if you do this, I'm uplifted. It's similar to the Gemara in Mesechas Benachas that you have to have them in an aguda achas. Says the Drash David. So it's not just. Having them together, but if we're medayik in that lashon of Chazal, hey mechaprin elu al elu, they each help to bring kapara for the other one. Is that just because oh now they're the full unit, or is there something specific that the poshe Yisrael could even help the tzaddikim? So explains the Drash David based on the Ran in his in his drushes. It's not just making the unit, but it's that when you have a seabor, everybody brings out the best in each other. And it's a hashpa latova in all directions. And maybe one could think that the Poshe Yisrael, when they're in the environment of all the tzaddikim, they become great teaching environments, recipients of the tzaddikim, and then the tzaddikim through the lulamid, you know, it focuses on, uh, affects them positively. Kikeno in says the Ron. 
Even though they themselves are poshim, line thirty yeshnan malas rabos kochos miuchadim. We believe that every Jew has certain kochos. Every Jew has secret powers within him that might be untapped. Shekain l'kol Yehudi ishmailo miuchedes raklo vulam pamim shekochosav chavuyim. Sometimes they're hidden veinim yotzim elapoal. But when it's all a klal Yisrael, imagine what used to be in Ali Laregel. The, the, the amazing inspirational event that Aliyah Regal was with all Jews, all stripes and all types of Jews in the Beis HaMikdash and in Yerushalayim and Melech HaMashiach and Malchus Beis David being ma'achet all Jews. So no one Jew thinks that they're better off than other Jews and everybody's getting together and everybody brings out the best. And that's what the Chelbana does. The Chelbana not only is it, oh, if you put it in, so then its foul smell is covered up. No, it becomes not a foul smell when it's all the others. And it also somehow brings out even stronger the smells of the spices that normally smell good, but it's even stronger in this, in this way. So, let's follow We have to try to do what we can to bring all Jews together, all types, all stripes, all backgrounds, and do what we can to be mashpia latova, because every Jew together, more Jews together. Barova Mahajaselach, Mashpia Latova, we have to try our best. Okay. Moving right along, the Mishkan. So this thought could be said really on any of the five parshios that we're talking about. Trumat Desava Kisiz of Yakabakude, Rabbi Schwab says it on this parsha. So we'll say it on this parsha. Perek Lamet Aleph. Perek Lamet Aleph, we have Bitzalel getting ready. Vaidar Hashem Mosheleimar. I am getting Yehuda ready. Yehuda Bitzal is the leader. As we know, also, he had with him Ahaliyah ben Achisamach. I think in past years we discussed the relationship between Yehuda and Dun. They often, a number of times in Tanakh, come together. Right? Yehuda, Dun is the Ma'asef. Yehuda is at the beginning. There are, there are different, Yehuda and Dun are, are a team of sorts. So here too, Bitzala from Shevet Yehuda, Ahaliyah ben Achisamach, Lamate Dun. Those are the two major, uh, players. And then, Belev Kolchacham Lev Nasati Chachma. But Bitzala is the one. Pasuk says, Va'amaleoso, Ruach Elokim. I will fill him with special divine wisdom. To each one of these, right? We have Chachma Bina Vadas, right? In this, uh, in this Pasik, right? Rashi quotes each one. Chachma Mashadam Shomea Dvarameacher and Velamad. Chachma, what I heard from you. Tvuna Bina is Mevin Davar Milibo, Mitokhtaram Shalomad, right? Not just amassing the information, but, you know, trying to figure out with the information, applying it. Uvedas, Ruach HaKodesh. Chachma Vadas, that's Rashi. If we look in the Gemara Mesechah's Brachas, the Gemara in the Brachas said, describes to us what exactly is it that Petzalel knew. It says the Gemara Brachas Nunhei, source number two, on the, on the second page. Amr Abiyud Amarav, Yodea Haya Petzalel Litzarif Osios, Shenivru Bahem Shamayim Va'aretz. Petzalel knew how to put the letters together that the world was created with. Hashem created the letters with, created the world with letters, kaviyacho. So Betzal knew how to put them together. Right, chachma, same word. Also, So it's a triple gzera shava. Right, triple. You might have just said. Ruach Elokim and compare it to Ruach Elokim or Achefes Alpanayim. No, we'd rather have a triple Gzereshava, comparing it to a pasuk in Mishlei. So, what exactly is the message of B'tzalel knowing the Osios in which the world was created and putting them together? One might ask it this way: B'tzalel was not creating the world. What do you have to know the Osios for, in which Hashem created the world with? He's creating the Mishkan. Hashem knows that Osios, and what does B'tzalel have to know? The Aleph base. Right, he's got to know, he has to know the osios that we use in the world. Why does he have to know the osios with which Hashem created the world? Says Rabbi Schwab, Levair ha'inyan, shebebinyan ha'mishkan, puts rechul itzirufe osios, shenivir mishmai varis. Why was it needed? Nireh, he explains. 
The Aleph Beis that we know, right? Hashem created the world with Lashon HaKodesh, Ish, Isha, right? The special, that's uh, the language that he speaks to the Nevi'im with. The Ramban writes, in the beginning of this week's parsha, right? On Machsa Shechem Shechel HaKodesh, the Ramban writes, that's what makes it Lashon HaKodesh, because Hashem spoke to his Nevi'im in Lashon, ha, in Lashon HaKodesh. So Aleph Beis is what we use in this world, that's what we know. Shaha Osios Kisidron, Aleph Kodem Lebeis, the Acharka Gimel Vachin Hala. Aleph Beis Gimbal symbolizes our logic, symbolizes our Seder, this world. Vaos Aleph, and not only are they letters, but they have symbolic nature. Vaos Aleph Misparo Echad, Vaos Beis Hushnayim, Shehu Aleph Aleph Im Aleph. There's a system that's working here. Vaos Gimel Misparo Shlosha, Shu Echad Yoter Meabeis. Right? There's, there's one, two, three. There's alapes. There's, there, it, it's a system. Hainu shakarish barachu nasan lanu as toraso baosios alapes kadejanu chalumor as a Torah. We talk havana sechlenu. The system of the alphabet, of the Hebrew alphabet, alapes gimel, which as we know, even what we have, it's the only alphabet in the universe that is not just convention. Right, A, B, C, or any other letters of any other, we just convention. People decided to use those letters as letters and to pronounce them as letters and to call them that. The Aleph Beis is divine. Right, the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kufdalid, the code of the Jewish alphabet goes through every single letter. Why does it look like it looks? Why is the Aleph's leg facing that way? Why is the shin pointy at the bottom? Right, every letter, every letter has such sim- deep symbolism. Right, Aleph Bina, Bina Gemol Dalim, Hevav Zion, right, Huzan, Mefarnes, everything. Right, it's not convention from a Baruch Hu. But even then, it has an order, it has a system. One, two, three, four, five, there's Gematria, there's a system. The Chaymatina Bechazal, and we know it's Chazal, Kedushin Daflamid, the Gemara talks about Sofrim, Shia Sofrim, Kalosia Shabbat Torah. Fine, they, they uh, counted all the letters. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, though, when he created the world, he's not bound by the Aleph base which is a logical system, which is one step in front of the next step, where it builds on each other, with its cumulative sums of gematria, so to speak. When Hashem created the world, the letters, so to speak, that Hashem created the world with, it wasn't Aleph base. That's what we use because we're within the world. The specific say there. But there are other Tsirufe Osios that Akarash Baruch Hu used to create the world with. That's background. Says Rav Schwab. So now Betzalel is about to build the Mishkan. The Mishkan is not just a physical house. It's a house for God. If it's a house for Hashem, it can't just be built with Aleph Beis Gimel, with, with logical order, but a house for Hashem, you need somehow to use the power with which Hashem created the world, which is beyond, in order to create the house for Hashem. B'tzalel needed to learn the Tzirufe Osios with which Hashem created the world. Because the Mishkan is going to be a house for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is out of this world. It's a place where Hashem can reside. I'm going to fill him, like Rashi said. And all the ones who were working in the Mishkan had to be because it wasn't just a physical. Right? It was something beyond, it was something knimi, and that, whatever it means, we don't fully, we don't understand it at all. What does it mean? Litzari faosios. The process, the process of creating the world had to be used in the process of creating the Mishkan. Because it wasn't just a binion of raw materials, but it was going to be a house for Hashem. And he even says, fascinatingly, he says in the next column, line 6, and a little bit later, line 14, he says two times where we have places in the Mishkan where numbers were used, specifically, it wasn't the Aleph base. Right, Rabbi Yossi says in Shabbos Kuf Gimel, the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, if you write two letters on Shabbos, Chayef. Rabbi Yossi, Lo Chivush Teosios Elamishim Roshem. 
They just marked on the boards. They didn't write letters, says Rabbi Yossi. They put uh, two figures that matched, or whatever it is. Lahoros, to teach me, they don't want to put olive base, because then you might have thought this is just a physical structure based on the olive base, based on logical thought, physical say there. No, it's not just based on seichal. This is a house for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, seichal. And that's even what it says in the Mishnah Masech HaShkalim. Sholosh Kupo, Sholosh Osim, Tarmanat They have different collection boxes, stucca boxes. Because of all that olive base gimel, Tanakhama says, it says one, two, three, olive base gimel. Rabbi Yishmol, for some reason, argues, Yevonis Ksiv, Alpha, Besa, Gamma. Why use the Greek letters? It's in the base of Migdash. Just yeah, olive base gimel. No, no, you, you don't want to use Aleph Beis Gimel. That could have given the misimpression that this building was just built in the normal way like anything else in this world is built using our logic, which is symbolized by the Aleph Beis. We don't want to think that, so we'll use, we'll use secular letters, so to speak, and therefore, losimnu uh, hakupos, the mispare Aleph Beis Gimel. So this is all wonderful and true and fine. Or Schwab points out, it's somewhat ironic, but maybe not so ironic, that the Hine, next paragraph, even though this is all true and Hashem created the world, we learn Torah based on our own Seichel. We learn Torah using what we might call an olive-based gimel dalid logical method and system. Even though we're getting and we're plumbing the depths of the Ratzon Hashem through the Torah which we study, but it's still through our own Seichel. Because even we ourselves are beings that need to function with seder, with physical order, even though the goal is to get to such depths. But that we know that's that's that, that's what the malachim maybe didn't understand. Maybe the malachim in Masech Shabbos, right? We know the Gemara that they didn't want the Torah to be given to Moshe Rabbeinu because they felt. What, the Torah should be studied? The Torah is such, such depth, such, right, one of the seven items that were created before the world, before the world was created. Right, Torah, Tshuva, Ganeda, Gehedim. So Torah was one of them. So the Malachim are saying, why does it have, this have to be limited to human seichel? And the answer is, no, the point is, it's for human beings. Rakhodesh Baruch Hu needs Anshe Kodesh Tiyunli, as we read, uh, a few weeks ago. But he says, that's, that's, that's how we get, that's our ticket into the secrets of the Torah. And he continues turning the page, and maybe that's even reflected in the mitzvah that we do right before we celebrate Kabbalah Satora. We count in order. Numbers, like Aleph Beis Gimel, right? Numbers. Spirit Omer, line 9. Shehine Admata Torah, Haganisis, Hamakos Hagadolos, Osios right? Up until the count. We were just used to the miraculous. We're used to, we might call, Sirufe Osios of the highest level. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to train us that the way throughout history that we're going to get till the Ratzon Hashem is through our minds. And through our Seichel, Loba Shamayimi. And therefore, going up to Kabbalah Satora, and we do it every year, we count in order. One, two, three, all the way up. Aleph, Beis, Gimel, all the way, straight. Before that time, they thought that spiritual items, do you use the mind? No, we use the mind. And that's why and order and equations and mathematical properties, right? that's how we approach Kabbalah Satora to teach us that, to teach us that method. And finally, the last point that he relates to this is the Gemara in Brachis that many might have might have wondered in the past, and that is Ashrei Yosheh Vesecha. We say Ashrei every day, twice a day. We're a Ben Olam We have to appreciate Ashrei. It's not automatic, just robotically saying Ashrei. Right? The, the Pnei Yeshua says if we say it properly, we're a Ben Olam We appreciate. So why Ashrei? What we call Ashrei? It really starts off with Tehillah Ladavid. What's so unique about that paragraph? So the Gemara says two reasons. Two reasons. Because if it was just, just one reason, we might have said other prakim and tehillim. Right? Because it's alpha-besa. Because it's in the order of the aleph-bes. 
and also Poseyachas Yodecha. Right, that's the godless. What's the message? Why those two? Why those two reasons? Says Rav Schwab, because that's exactly this message. Alpha Besa symbolizes the natural world, symbolizes the system of order. Aleph, Bez, Gimel, straight. That's what it symbolizes. Poseach es yadecha but we really recognize it all comes from God. It all comes from the upper spheres. We do our establish in this world, yes. In the Aleph Bez Gimel method. In the raw materials method, so to speak. Yes, there were raw materials that Betzalah had to use. But ultimately it was the Tzirufe Osios of how Hashem created the world. It was beyond our understanding. And that's why Ashrei is so, so uh, significant and definitional. And that's what he says on the left side on the bottom now. Everything's from above. Right, we have to go through the motions. We have to, right? When everybody, somebody obligates themselves in Exuba, right? They're not saying that I'm going to, you know, daven and that I win the lottery every day. No, there, there's Heshtavos. There's a Chiv. Right of Sherksus uh, Vaona and and all the other obligations. That's the Aleph Beis Gimel right, uh, method. But we recognize, obviously, that it's all from all from a Kaddish Baruch. Okay, moving right along. Next in that we have right after the Mishkan, as we know, is Shabbos. The Shabbos is right here. We've quoted in past years why in Kisisa the Mishkan precedes Shabbos. Right earlier. Um, you know, the opposite order, uh, was, uh, we, uh, we saw. Either way, Veshamar Nesuel Zashabbos is said here. Veshamar, remember the Orachayim HaKadosh, I think we mentioned many years ago. What's Veshamru? Right? From the Lashon of Aviv Shamar as Hadavar. In Vayeshev. Yoshiv and Mitzapem Masayavo. Right? Veshamru Venei Yisrael Zashabbos. Right? Venei Yisrael, Yoshiv and Mitzapem Masayavo. Right? Every day of the week. Right? We're, we're looking forward. Right, every day of the week we count, right? There are no, no names of days of the week in Judaism. It's just Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi, Lashabbos. Right, and that's why we add on the Chunaranad on Wednesday. We're already looking forward. But that's, uh, Vishamu Vene Yisrael Zashabbos. Vlasa Zashabbos, right, and Shabbos is called, uh, the Os. Says the Chavetz Chaim. And the Chavetz Chaim talks about this in many of his Svarim, in many different contexts. This I gave you from the collection of the Chavetz Chaim al Torah. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Hashabbos, he lave Hayahados. Shabbos, which is discussed many times in the Torah, it's the heart. We spoke about each part of the body being connected to mitzvah. Shabbos is a heart. Mikol mishmar echad. Let's say there's somebody, there's a there's a chola, there's a, it's an ill person that has various different uh, illnesses. There's a hand doctor that comes, and a foot doctor, and an ear doctor, and, and all the different doctors come. There was one cardiologist. He said, you're all very important and needed and great, but if there's something wrong with the heart, I think that should be dealt with first. I think that's definitional to this to this, to the survival of this person. Without the heart, the other limbs aren't too, aren't significant enough. Right, Shabbos is definitional, as we know. Shomer Shabbos is how we mark a person whether they are considered religious. Shomer Shabbos. Right? The Gemara in Chulin. The beginning of Masechah's Chulin. Right? A Mumar Lavodazara is a Mumar Lachal Tarakula and a Mumar Shabbos is a Mumar Lachal Tarakula. That's it. A Mumar to any other Avera is not a Mumar Lachal Tarakula. Because Shabbos is defining like Avodazara is defining. Shtei Esrei Pamim 12 times in the Torah. Nishna Inyan HaShabbos Matarah Kadosha. Kol HaNavim Ochicho LaShabbos. All the Nevim spoke about Shabbos. Lo Matzinu Shumonesh. Where in the Torah did God Himself get involved in punishing the sinner? Only twice. Right? Say for Vayikra. The Megadev and the Mekoshesh. Right? Megadev cursing God. Okay? Mekoshesh Chilul Shabbos. Right? That's where Kodesh Baruch Hu gets involved. 
And even in the days of Ezra, he says, if you think about it, in the days of Ezra, you think about what we have to work on in this generation. We have to work on a lot. In every generation, says the Chavetz Chaim. But he's talking about, you know, a hundred, uh, hundred and, uh, plus years ago. 120 years ago. In the days of Ezra, they were Roy Tevanes done for them. Right? The second base of Migdash, we weren't Zochet to miracles, the Gemara says. What was the Chait? As is described in Ezra, 300 intermarried couples in Am Yisrael. 300 intermarried couples. That affected the entire nation because 300 couples were intermarried. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yes, everyone is terrible. But 3,300 out of 40,000. Right, so the forty thousand are in Roy. Eza achuz huzeh, va'akoler hayat talui b'tzavar kol Yisrael, and yet we're all responsible. Omeyat tzeva chashov rachmanol itzlan. Think about how many Jews today says the Chavetz Chaim, and we might say rachmanol itzlan, rachmanol itzlan today. How many Jews aren't keeping Shabbos? Have never heard about the beauty of Shabbos? Have never experienced how Shabbos changes and forms our life? There's a lot more percentage today. Right? We keep two Shabbosos. Right? We have to realize that. To realize that uh, this is what we need to work on. This is what we need to inspire. We need to inspire. And we think, you know, why is it, uh, when we try to think, why is it, why it is that Shabbos is so difficult, even for those who are no more about it. Because it's looked at as a challenge. It's looked at as a test. It's looked at as, I'm losing something if I would keep Shabbos. Right? I'm losing something. I can't do this. I can't make money. I can't uh, drive somewhere and it's easier for me. I can't, I can't, I can't. Says the Chavetz Chaim, we have to try to educate to say that Shabbos is the greatest gain in the world. Line 26. You're going to lose something. Right? We would now we think about it. We just think of the mashal. Sometimes, I mean, it's not a good mashal, but it's sometimes. Sometimes when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, sometimes like afterwards, I was like, oh, we got gypped this week. Can't say that. Yom Kippur, Shabbos, Shabbos. So we're like, you know, it's like, we didn't have Shabbos this week. We didn't have the time to, to, to sit and schmooze and relax and, and experience Shabbos. Obviously, it's Yom Kippur. But like when we don't have Shabbos, it's like, what happened? Or, or sometimes something will have such an unbelievably busy Shabbos. Whether even it's a simcha, it's not, like afterwards, we're like, we didn't have the Shabbos to rejuvenate. And it's like, what well, we feel it's missing. Because once you have it, you can't live without it. And we realize what it gives to us and our gain. And that's the, that's the Yetzirah. He says, Tos Gadol HaHefech. B'schus Shabbos. Through the Schus Shmir Shabbos comes the bracha of, uh, of Parnassah, of Achulu, and the Mun, right by the Mun. Whoever went out to find the Mun didn't find anything. Whoever stayed home had bracha in their Mun. Right? So that's the, uh, that's the bracha and that's, that's exactly how it, uh, how it works. And the footnote there in the, uh, in the, uh, Maisel Amalek, it tells different stories about how the Chavetz Chaim tried to inspire, right? He doesn't tell the, another famous story, right? How he, he took that boy, the man, the man, boy's hand and just cried. Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh. So many stories about the Chavetz Chaim. But obviously, and he talks about this, screaming at somebody without showing their love never inspires somebody to keep Shabbos, right? It has to be done through love. It has to be done through setting by example, and what we could do is to teach ourselves and our children and all those around us, the godless of Shabbos and uh, how much it means to how much it means to us. Okay. Chayta Egel we have to talk a little bit about. I'd like to review with you one thing, but to add on to it, um, something that we did 10 years ago, but again, it's something that gives the human side of, uh, of the Chayta Egel, and that's Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Source number eight, Rabbi Yaakov notes and wonders. You know, we all go through Chet Egel and we kind of think to ourselves, how'd they do this? I would never have done such a thing, we say to ourselves. I mean, right after Maimon Harsinai, right afterwards, a golden calf, a Vodazara ish, even if it's not Mamish, how could they have done that? I don't understand. How could it be? 
It's so beyond. Maybe it goes back to the Yetzirah for Avodah Zara, which we don't even understand because Chazal got rid of it. Says Rabbi Yaakov, let's just put it into human terms. Very human terms. To try to relate it to us. Line 7. Just think about their situation. Two to three million people. Two to three million people. They are in the middle of the desert. Without food. Without drink, there's no makolet anywhere close by. There's nothing. They're in the middle. There are wild animals, snakes and scorpions, and there's nothing. What would we do? Halo matzav ayom hanu. Think about it. There's no leader. There's nobody telling them what's going to be, what's going to happen. Imagine, I'll just add, imagine you are a five-year-old in the middle of a huge airport without a parent. How would that child feel? No, in, a, in, a, in a place where you don't even speak the language, a foreign airport. What do you do? How do you feel? There's no security. I don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I have no idea. I'm just going to sit and cry. That, that's, that's what they were. It's so hard for us to fathom that. No food, no drink, in the middle of nowhere, no security, parent. <laughs> They all knew the man was b'schus Moshe. No more Moshe, no more man, no more food. We starve to death. There's no leftovers from yesterday. It's very understandable, says Rabbi Yaakov. Right? No food. The kids are screaming. Right? What are we going to eat tomorrow? How confident can we be? Moshe's not around. They say, we can't wait. We can't take any chances. We're going to wait till tomorrow, till we're starving? So we understand where they're coming from. That explains the situation so much. So what was the chait? They were punished. Hashem was really angry. You can't explain it so well because they were held accountable. But what was the root chait? Choser bitachon. That was the root chait, says Rabbi Yaakov. And after the makas, maybe they should have had more bitachon. Not maybe. They should have had more bitachon, but we would not have been better. That's what we're suggesting. Right? And that's even he explains in Yechezkel and Perachaf. Yechezkel says, in the name of Hashem, that we violated the Shabbosos. Besides all the other Averis that Yechezkel talks about. We violated Shabbosos. Where do you see that we violated Shabbos? Right? In the Midbar. Where did we violate Shabbos in the Midbar? Okay, there was the, the Mekoshesh. So suggests Rabbi Yaakov, Shabbos, we were just talking about this before, not keeping Shabbos is Choser Bitachon. Maybe it's referring to the Cheta Egel. Because it's the same root chet. It doesn't call it Egel. It calls it Shabbos. Because that's, after all, what Shabbos is about. Remember that first time in Mara? Hashem showed bitter, bitter to show you that your Panas is taken care of. Just have Bitachon. So Rabbi Yaakov helps us understand it a little more, but we have to realize that it's not, it's still not, it's understandable, but it's not excusable. And sometimes we have that in life. We understand it, but it's not excusable. The Nitziv has a different idea related to the Chayte Egel, and this I don't think we've mentioned in the past. The Nitziv notes, Moshe Rabbeinu, actually, the Nitziv is a, a little different. We're not going to get to the, the Nitziv on the, on the Egel. I think, um, if, if you haven't seen the Nitziv, the Nitziv talks about lack of, lack of, uh, self-worth. We're not going to get to that. It's a different point to the Nitziv that I forgot I, I chose. It was one or the other. I did this one. The Nitziv says Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from our Sinai and breaks the Luchos and says, me, Lashem, Eli. Who's with me? What does who, who's with me mean? Says the Nitziv. 
Is that a question of who did not do Avodah Zarah? That can't be. Shahare Rovi How many people were killed? Not too many, percentage-wise. Most Jews did not actually do Avodah Zarah, even according to the Shittas. Dancing around doesn't mean they did it, and even if they did it. So what does Mila Shemilai mean? It can't mean who didn't do Avodah Zarah. Ella, mi yodea ba'atzmo, shehu ach washem limsar nafshel. Who is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu with every fiber of their body? V'kol asher lo la'avat Hashem u'kvodo. Who's with him? Who's with God? Fully. What, what's the question? Ke'en sh'amr ba'midbar. Ahadachsib ba'oso sa'avo. Sh'ata mefana atzbechol. L'tor v'lazak ba'mitzvahs. E'en l'chavod acheres. Why is Moshe asking this? Mila Hashem elai. Because what is he about to ask them to do? Charbo ishba'achiv. Take the sword and do take care of business. That's pretty dangerous. That's makum sakana. Yes, we say shluchei mitzvah ena nizokin. But what does the Gemara say? Imsachim, but makum shchiyeh chazeka shiny. Dangerous situations. We don't take any chances. Moshe Rabbeinu is about to send them into a dangerous situation. Says the Nitziv. He says mila shemelai. What does that mean? How does that solve the problem of Shechia Chazeka? He continues. What's the only way out? If you're totally connected to God. If you are as, I don't think he quotes it, it's quoted at the end. I don't remember. Um, I don't think he quotes this Gemara. Remember the Gemara in Sanhedrin and Nechulim. Ein od milvado, Rabbi Hanina said. There was a magician that was trying to start problems with Rabbi Hanina. Sanhedrin Samach Zion. Rabbi Hanina says, it's not going to affect me. Why? Ein od milvado. What does that mean? He was in a state of ein od milvado. When you're in that state, there's divine protection. Moshe Rabbeinu was asking, Mila Shemilai, who is totally in the God zone? Not, you didn't do Avodah Zarah, but you still are a little wishy-washy. You're still a little not... Right, you didn't stand up, right? So who's in that zone? Misha Mufrash Lashem Beli Shum Ratzon Atzmi Klau Eino Roy Lefached Mishum Davar Afilu Mehazeka Deshriach. There's nothing to worry about, and therefore, who is it? That's what he was asking, and those Leviim came forward. Some might be thinking, but wait a minute, what's the whole source for B'makam Shriach Hazeka? Who remembers that story? That's when Hashem sent, he talks about this in source 10 now on the top, that's when Hashem sends Shmuel Hanavi to go anoint David. And Shmuel says, but wait a minute. If Shaul hears about this, he's going to kill me. Hashem says, okay, take some animals and pretend you're going to bring a carbon. See, he won't know. What Shmuel Hanavi wasn't in the Ain Od Milvado state? So the Nesiv says, wait a minute. At the beginning when Hashem sends Shmuel, he doesn't tell him to bring a carbon. He just says to go. Shmuel Hanavi felt that maybe, Hash, not that Shmuel wasn't in, in an Eino state, maybe he felt that Hashem had mixed feelings about what he's about to do. Remember, Hashem is not, wasn't interested in a king, Bechlau. Hashem is kind of upset what happened to Shoal. So for that reason, Shmuel is not fully, I don't know if that's what Hashem really wants. Avol Shmuel in the second column. Here Gish Ba'atz Moshe Hashem Misatzev Ba'osu Inyan Al Shal Kiyadua V'Lamatzo Bilvavo Simcha Shel Mitzvah Shemagi Lavaz Hashem Udveikus. He's not fully there in the Avaz Hashem Dveikus connection, and that's why Hashem says, "Okay, once you ask that question, take an animal and hide the fact of what you're doing." But the Yisod Ain Ol Melvadoksiv, as Rabbi Chanina says in Sanhedrin Samach Zayin and Chulin Dav Zayin. And that is the message of divine protection if we're totally within the zone of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's what the Leviim are after the Chet Okay. Moving right along. End of the parasha. Lamed, Dalid, Aleph. After the Egel, what happens? Moshe Rabbeinu makes a second Luchos. V'chasavi al-haluchos al-atvarim asher al-yu al-luchos ha-rishonim asher shibarta. Says the Gemara Nedarim, beginning of source 11, Amrav Chavar Chanina, Lo Hashir Moshe, Elami Psulasan Shaluchos. Moshe got rich from the leftover pieces that he didn't use for the Luchos. 
Amr Rabbi Yochanan, there's a lot of messages for that. We're not going to get into that right now. Hashem rests his shechina, gives nevuah to those who are rich, wise, strong, and humble. And you know that all from Moshe, because Moshe was rich, strong, and wise. And the Gemara goes through the makar, how do you know Moshe was which each of these? Asks the olam, asks the velt. Bishlama, you understand chacham and anav. But gibar and ashir, what do you need that for? To be mashra shchinaso. So yes, you might say, and if you look in the end of this source, Lachzman of Hashem, you might say it's gibar means ezuhi, gibar kovesh es and ashir means ezuhu, ashir asameach pachelko. But it doesn't sound that way from the Gemara. It sounds like it's really ashir and it's really gvura. So explains the quotes the sefer Omer Velaket that anava is only worth something if you have something that maybe you don't have to be an anav about. And then you're an anav, that's anava. If somebody is has nothing and is not strong and is not rich and is not smart, is not anything and he's just lowly, he is, he is special in many areas, so being an anav there is, so to speak, no great shakes. If somebody has what not to be an anav about... And then he's an anav. So that shows something about the personality. That shows something about the personality. V'zehaya Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, anav ma'od mikal ha'adam asher apnei adama. He had everything. What's the message of the Gemara? Mashu shkinasu anav. Chacham, gibar, ashir, and anav. Meaning somebody who has a ton and is still an anav. And he quotes a story about a certain chassid that goes to his Rebbe and says, Yeshli nisyonos b'midas ha'gaifa. Could you help me? Could, uh, um, I'm having issues with my guy, but could you please help me uh, with my anava? So the Rav says to the chassid, you know, sit next to me. Sit next to me when I, uh, I have Kabbalah's call. Okay, so after a few minutes, the Jew comes in. The story is told here, and he says, starts crying to the Rav, that Bito Medes Linase, he says, I have no nadunya, I have no money, I have no dowry to give to my daughter. You know, what should I do, what should I do? So the Rav turns to the chassid that's sitting next to him and says, no, no, could you help him? Give him some money. The chassid says, I, I, I just, I don't have so much, I just get through the month. You know, I, I don't really don't have anything. Okay? A few minutes later, somebody else comes in. My, my stocks are going down. What should I do? Where should I invest? What should I buy? The Gvir says, ask this guy next to me. The guy says, I'm sorry, I have no idea about the stocks. I don't know anything about, about this the, uh, economics. A few minutes later, somebody comes in with a chicken. Not sure. Trave, kosher. Ask him. I have no idea. So the Rav says... You're right, but what do you have to be a Balgaiva about? Anyway, the message being that a true Anav is someone who has it all, and even that, even within that, um, make sure that they recognize that it's all a gift from HaKadosh Baruch. Okay, one final thought. One final thought. There's a Rabbeinu Bachai in this week's Parsha. It's not a Hashkafic Rabbeinu Bachai, but we'll try to make it into a Hashkafic Rabbeinu Bachai. Rebbe Bachai discusses, right, the, there's a passage in this week's parsha that is the source for the concept of Torah Shebechsav and Torah Shebalpeh. Right, we know in Pasuk Paraglamadal and Pasuk Chavzayin, the Pasuk tells us, Ksav l'chaz ha-dvar ma'ela ki al-pi ha-dvar ma'ela karati t'chabris v'as-Yisrael. That's the Pasuk, Gein Dav Samach, the Gemara Darshins, Torah Shebechsav, Torah Shebalpeh. Torah Shebechsav has to be written down. Torah Shebalpeh can't be written down. Special bris, that was Nechras with Bnei Yisrael, with Torah Shabbat Peh, right? That's the, uh, on this, on this, uh, Pasik, right by Shvi. So Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar discusses that, uh, discussion, and at the end of the piece he says, he discusses Mishnah. When Abidu Anasi wrote down the Mishnah. And he writes about the concept of Chisure Mechsura, which comes up, uh, a number of times in Shas. What does Chisure Mechsura mean? The Mishnah is missing some words. The price is missing some words. And the pashtus of that is usually understood as, you know, it's missing some words. You know, there's like a, there was a mistake, there was a lack in the Mesorah, and it's missing some words. And therefore, we're putting the words back in that were originally there. Or, right, that's the pashtus, chisure mechsura. The gra, quoted by his, his uh, Talmud, Pasa Sholchan in the Akdama, says, maybe it just means... It's chaser because we're trying to understand it according to a certain opinion. A Rebbe wrote it according to a different opinion. 
So maybe that's why it's missing. But there are other answers what Chesira Mechsira means. The Tiferes Yisrael and Rabbeinu Bachai. Tiferes Yisrael amongst the Achronim in Arachin says, he asked the question of once it's Chesira Mechsira, so why don't we switch it back? Why do we keep the Mishnah as a Mishnah that could be misunderstood? So the Tiferes Yisrael has a beautiful idea. Now we're not going to get into it now, but just to know it, in Arachin he says, they all used to learn Mishnayis by heart. Hopefully we still do. In a sing-song method. So once you have the song and the words, it's very hard to switch the words. You already know it by heart. You already studied it in that way. And therefore, they didn't want to change it even if it was missing. Okay. But Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai says that's not what Chisura Mechsura means. Chisura Mechsura means it's a lack in our understanding. The problem is not in the words. The problem's in us. She'ena kavana line nine. Leos Hamishna Chasera Klal Khalila. The Mishnah's not missing anything. Abal Kavanashi Chasera Etzleinu. Mibre Chisron Sechleinu. Right, we understood it exactly the opposite, but that's not what Abu Danasi meant. Mibre Shainanu Magiyam, Omek Chachmas Dor, Shachachmi Amishna. Right, we don't come close to that door. Lefichach Asu Ravina Varavashi, Pirish Allah Mishna. Vuatalmud, Ubiru Sveikos Amishna Vechulu. Chisura Mechsura doesn't mean that the Mishnah's missing, it means that we're lacking something. Maybe the message being that often in life we think there's something wrong and we blame it on the, not exactly the same, but the message. We blame it on the text. We blame it on someone else. We blame it on, on the situation. Often there are things that are problematic and we look outside and we don't look inside. And we don't look at ourselves. Chisure Mechsura. Right? The Chisarin's in us. The Chisarin's not in it. Maybe in life sometimes, when something's not going right, we have to look at ourselves and say, maybe there's maybe there's here in me. And maybe this is how it should read, and maybe I could change myself and fix myself, and in that way come to a proper understanding and a perfect situation uh, in that way. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll continue next time as we continue in these months of Adar.